Welcome back to Qualified Dropouts, everyone. As you can see, we are in a little bit of a different scenery. I am with my my dear friend Matt. If you didn't know who he is, well, actually, y'all have no idea who he is. Nice. Uh, he is. I'm actually partnered with Eclipse Labs. He is one of the owners of Eclipse. So we're going to kind of dive deep into his story a little bit and stuff he's overcome. He is a lot older than me, and I just wanted to. Uh, Whoa. Okay. A lot. No, I said a little bit. I said a little bit older. Oh, okay, I thought you yeah. said a lot older. No, no, I was no. like, whoa, dude. Well, what, what's claimed as a lot? Okay. What is? Yeah, what is claimed as a lot? Oh, I'd probably say at least 15 years. Oh, at least 15. Okay, I would say 10. Yeah. But you're close Ooh. to You're close uh, to 10, 10 would be a generation. 10 is like a generation. Okay. But I did want to uh, appreciate you for everything you do for me when I'm here. You always gives me a good place to stay. You and your uh, wife are great people. Hells yeah. So, uh, and the dog. And the dog, yeah. Alicia's great. I may have to get her on the podcast. You can talk about some stuff. That'd be fun. That'd be a good one. Yeah. That'd be a good one. But you know, I thank y'all very much for the stuff you give me and Tina when we come here. So we try. Yeah, man. Y'all, y'all are good people. Y'all are good people. So let's dive into it, man. So school first off. You went to college. He actually finished. Him and his wife both finished. <laughs> Weird. Weirdly enough. Yeah. But uh, talk a little about that. Why did you want to finish? Um. Well, so originally, I actually wasn't going to go into college. Um, I was actually going to go into the military. Um, that was kind of the goal pretty much like since day one. Uh, but then my father, who was in the military, was like, hey, you know, go in after college. It'd be better to go in as an officer. Um, so both me and my wife went to Shippensburg University and both got degrees in exercise science and biology. She graduated magnum laude, so mm-hmm. she's a lot, lot smarter than me yeah. in that sense. Um, but I'm, I am the type of person where... Like, no matter what I do, I, I will finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going going to college, you know, I, I was fortunate enough that I didn't have to spend the money, you know, like my parents paid for it. And so at the end of the day, that would have been very unfair to them to kind of waste that type of money yeah. and not finish. Um, yeah. th- th- there were some people that I know, um, even in my family, that like kind of did that. And I know like that just was never a good a good look. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to commit to it. And that's also the way I am with almost everything I do that I'm going to commit to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So <clears throat> you got a job at a college though, right? Yeah. So I, I did work on campus. Uh, the first year I didn't have a job. And then the final three years I worked on campus. So I was, it was called like a work study. Mm-hmm. Essentially what it is, it's a, it's a government issued job. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, I, I could say, you know, I, I worked for the government, but essentially uh, what I did was I was actually the assistant to the house manager for a theater. Assistant um, to the. Yeah, exactly. I know it's, it's, it's straight, straight office, you know? Yeah. And so basically what it was, uh, I would help set up the green room and I would help set up for all the performers that would come through. So mm-hmm. we, it, when I say theater, don't think like, you know, like musicals and stuff for the campus. That was actually at a different place. Uh, we actually did all like the like high end performances. So country singers, stand up comedians. Like I got to meet some like real cool people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty much did all the all the setup for them. It was more like hospitality. Yeah. Type stuff. But so what was, what was the job coming out of college though? Because you didn't start Eclipse until what was it, twenty six? You said no, no, no. So. Coming out of college, uh, worked as a personal trainer. That's what it was. Yeah. And and at GNC. Yeah. So I was I was kind I of like there was something attached with it. Yeah. I, I was like a night manager at a GNC or a, at a Golds mm-hmm. while I was personal training during the day, and then I was just like a normal sales associate at GNC at the time. Do you hate it? Like Not, now, well, now okay, that you're at the so, position you are now, 
Do you <laughs> wish you would have started Eclipse earlier? No, 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 no. So actually, yeah. I, I will say this. You know, doing what I did gave me the experience and like the know-how to make this a a really solid brand. Yeah. Um. And you like anytime like you start something new, like you're always gonna have mistakes and you're always gonna have kind of this like maybe like uneasy feeling even if like you even if in the back of your mind you know it's going to be good mm-hmm. you still have this like uh-huh yeah uh, you know you can still make an easy mistake but mm-hmm. working at the gnc the only downside of that was it was a really terrible gnc yeah like i would be in the store and i'd get like maybe two or three people show up in a day like it was wow. bad. Like it, it was inside of a mall the mall was kind of mm-hmm. a failing mall the golds was actually in the mall as well the golds was actually right next to it actually shared a wall with the gnc like that's why i worked mm-hmm. there and I never got paid until I actually left. Wow. So I worked there for several months. My manager never set me up, and I never actually got a paycheck until after Christmas. It wow. was like after working there for like two and a half, three months, I got all my paychecks like three days after Christmas. That's like, yeah. ghetto. It was, it, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. It wasn't like – it was a good experience. And I, to be honest, it's because of that job and others that has led me to where I am today. Like 100%. Like if I wouldn't have had that job at GNC, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. Guaranteed. Or if we, and if we did, it'd be in a completely different light. Yeah. Completely. So that's something I wanted to dive into was like branding because a lot of people that do listen to this podcast want to start something of their own. So how did, one, why did you name it Eclipse Labs? And Because I don't even know that story. Yeah. And yeah. two, what was the point in your career when you were like, okay, now it's time for me to start this brand, fuck these other jobs? Yeah. So the way it worked was we had purchased a pre-existing company back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And the problem with the company was, one, it had very, very little infrastructure. Um, so there's there's multiple ways you can build a company and especially a brand and even in the supplement world when you look at supplement brands mm-hmm. i know individuals that it's just themselves mm-hmm. they start out of a garage mm-hmm. and they've built just one product and it's been like direct consumer and then you see other brands that day one they're in gnc yeah and they have like eight different products yeah. all these different flavors and you're like how how is this possible so yeah. one yeah there's there's definitely many ways like you can do it you need to figure out the way that is going to be best for you financially and what, what your capabilities are or the team that you're working with. And so for us, we knew that we basically had to take a pre-existing company and like reestablish it, mm-hmm. right? Which isn't, it like to be honest, it, it actually helps you in a sense because you already have cash flow, you already have products being sold, but now you need to make a transition. The only issue that we had going out the gate um, or coming out the gate was the products and the customers that we were selling we're not going to be the same products that we're going to be selling in the future. Yeah. So what was the pre-existing company you bought then? So the pre-existing company um, would have been called SP Tech. Okay. Right. So SP Tech. Was it a lot? What do you mean? Like how much was it? If you want to disclose it. Oh, oh, the price. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I want to actually disclose that. It, it yeah. was a lot. It, it was. was um, and and again, full full transparency. Even even though I was making really good money working for the company, so I so essentially what happened was. We'll we'll kind of take this back a little bit. Yeah, I worked at GNC, and then we moved down. Me and my wife uh, at the time we were still dating. We moved down here to Texas, mm-hmm. um, and I had a job as a personal or a director of PT for LA Fitness. I quit my job in ten days. Yeah, so I moved halfway across the United States. Both me and my wife were broke um, mm-hmm. and jobless. Yeah, so I was like, holy shit! 
um, one of the insider sales guys at Cellucor, before I had left GNC, he was like, hey, man, like, when you come down to Texas, let me know, and I'll give you a tour of the facility. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, like, Cellucor? Like, yeah. this is like, and keep They're in mind, big. like, They're keep in mind, this is back in 2016. Mm-hmm. So this is like, this is still when Cellucor is, is very much um, a big-time player within, like, the powders. Yeah. Um, nowadays, like, they're mainly big now, like, for drinks, and that's yeah. really about yeah. it. Um, but what happened was, I was like, dang. Well, sure enough, I hit him up, and I was like, hey, man, like, I literally just quit my job. Like, like, is, like, were you being serious? He's like, dude, come on out. Literally three days later, I had toured Cellucor's headquarters. Amazing place, by the way. Like, wow. two whole buildings. One, or building B was just a full-size gym mm-hmm. with, like, basketball court and all this stuff. And I was like, man, this, I was like, this is, like... I was like, this is like literally like the dream. I was like, this is like one of the coolest companies in the world right now. And this would be a huge opportunity for me. So started working there. Um, and then after about two years, got laid off. The whole mm-hmm. mar- And to be fair, it was the whole marketing department. So it wasn't just me. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> the guy who actually created the original C4, so the original formulator was like, yeah. hey, I have like this guy that wants a broker. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. I was like, I... Like what? And he's yeah. like, well, you basically just sell product, what you're doing, mm-hmm. but I think you just get paid more yeah. and that's a lot harder of a job. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Reached out to this guy. He was showing me products I've never heard of, but they worked really, really well. Um, and keep in mind, there's still a little gray area, so we won't really disclose everything about it, but it was, it was pretty gnarly. Um, it was awesome products back in the day. Um, a lot of those products um, you would not be able to sell nowadays because they, they wouldn't be compliant. And so yeah. we basically took that and uh, after about two years, I became lead broker. Um, I was also brokering like manufacturing deals, so making like pretty pretty large amounts of money per month, mm-hmm. like yeah. making probably making more in one month than what some people make in a year. Yeah, right. Actually, what a lot of people make in a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so what happened was transition that those funds into uh, helping purchase the company. Uh, that was actually something that me and my family went in on. So yeah. it wasn't just every, me. Every I, again, I, I always try to be very, very transparent. Okay, like when when you go to buy a multi-million dollar business when you're 24 years old, mm-hmm. chances are you don't have those yeah. kind of funds. Yeah. And so you have to outsource that, whether that's working with a bank, um, the SBA, or, you know, family and friends, you know, like that's that's kind of the stuff you have mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Um, so we did, took it over in 2018 and then tried reestablishing it. So, yeah. Yeah. So... Circling back then. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you were working in cellular. Cellucor. Cellucor. I always think it's cellular core. Which but. technically, technically it was actually Nutribolt. Nutribolt was like the mothership. So when you look at it, Nutribolt owned Extend, Cellucor, Royal, Neon, even those Vortex spinning water bottles. So it was a very, very large conglomerate. So. Gotcha. So then it like. I'm assuming now hearing what I heard, because I actually didn't know that story. I didn't know that you were a broker. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah, so I that's thought why you were just only like in the marketing sales department. No, no, no. So marketing and sales is where I do well at. Mm-hmm. Um, but brokering and it's it's think of it as just like like a really, really strong like networking type mm-hmm. of job. Yeah. Um, that's really where I kind of shine. Yeah. It has been kind of like the And even with Eclipse, side. that's where you shine too. Oh, to this day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like for the most part, like, you know, with the help of like some other individuals, like I'm, I'm basically like, the main salesperson. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually yeah. kind of funny because like we were just out in Vegas uh, doing some demos, which is literally what I used to do for Salucor. Mm-hmm. And some of like the store managers were like, dude, you're like, you're like the first owner that's like ever come out and like done this. And I'm yeah. like, well, I mean, like, I want I want to 
hear feedback from my customers. I want to hear feedback from the people also selling my product because you know it's 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 the process of giving the people what they want. So you have to mm. like you so want that feedback. Now hearing all of that, <laughs> you definitely quit selling, or did you get laid off? So got laid off, and technically we were. Um, we were asked to come back three months later at a 50% pay increase. Wow. So it, true, I, I will say this, I will say this, they were true to their word. So when I got laid off, keep in mind, this was right after Christmas too. Yeah. We had, and me and my wife at the time, we would always go home for two weeks. So we always spend a crap ton of money flying mm. back to Pennsylvania, yeah. driving back. Um, and we got back and I was like, dang, does I put a lot on my credit card? And then they're like, yeah, you're laid off. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And so, but, Keeping keeping true to their word, they said after three months we would hire you back on at a fifty percent pay increase, mm. which is huge. Like that was like huge. But yeah. at that time, I was like, well, hey, I actually did get the phone call three months later, and they're like, were you interested? And at that time, I had moved on. You know, I was I was still working at Golds, the, the Golds here in San Marcos. I was one of the original personal trainers, and. They, they actually wanted me on the sales team, team not, not on the personal, personal trainer side. Mm. And it was funny because when Cellucor laid me off, literally my manager at Gold's was like, dude, now. Mm. He's like, I'll hire you. So I managed to get literally turned around relatively quickly because I don't want to say people wanted me, but like I was already had I already had conversations with people that were already like in talks about pulling me on to different things. So I basically just quickly transitioned out of one thing into the next. Yeah. So I'm assuming, again, circling back to it, you wanted to buy a, or the whatever company, what's it called again? SB Tech. SB Tech. You wanted to buy that because you already knew how to do all the brokerage stuff yes. with Cellucor. And sell sell your core. core. Sell you core. Sell you core. Hooked on phonics. And you were like, I have a lot of potential with this and I can make more and I can do it my self yeah so Is that was that the mindset going into it? yeah so we it, it was kind of wild man we i <laughs> to, to maybe even go back a little bit we were we were uh up in pennsylvania for christmas and my oldest brother was like dude man like w like whatever like you're doing you're you're obviously killing it in supplements and back in our college days mm -hmm. me and my brother used to make a lot of money doing house parties yeah um, and that, that's kind of like, you telling me about that. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of where the whole business uh -huh. model thing came from is like at our college, man, like nobody was throwing like legitimate parties. It was always like these things where like you'd show up and people would be like, oh, cake's cake. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, that's lame. Yeah. We would charge and people would be like, dude, what the hell? Five bucks. And you're like, well, man, we run through 35 gallons of jungle juice in a night and a keg. So like for five bucks, I don't know if you can go to a bar, spend five bucks and get mm -hmm. completely blitzed. Yeah. And, and so, so that's, that's what happened. You know, we were, we were making really good money doing that. Obviously it was illegal. So let's, let's not like, I don't condone that. Okay. Um, but we needed to make money in college. So that's sometimes you have to do stuff like that. And so at the end of the day, that was kind of like, that was kind of like the foreshadowing that was like, Hey, you guys have a, I have a knack for business. And, but an act for business and really servicing people in a in a good way that they're like, oh yeah, you know, give the people what they want. And so we actually went and started our own brand. So we set up an LLC. And what happened was I was putting together products that I was going to private label from SP Tech. Yeah. And the owner of the company was like, dude, I don't want to compete against you. Like it, essentially, he was like, hey, you know, you know what? So he was kind of saying you're better than me. In in a sense, in a sense, because he was kind of already like, was he already like, like retiring on the, on the yeah. yeah and so like his his business which i didn't know this going into it so again 
when you when you do take over businesses, you do need to do a thorough investigation of mm. books and everything. The business was actually on a decline. Wow. Every year by a million dollars. Shit. But when we took it over, that full first year that we had it, we increased sales by by like one point one million. Wow. And so yeah. you know what I mean? It's kind of like it, it's really who's behind the wheel, who's going to be in charge of like always evolving the company you can't you can't continuously do the same thing over and over again mm -hmm. as a business and so what happened was we were trying to start something new he kind of saw the writing on the wall a little bit and was like hey you know what let me just sell you my company and you mm -hmm. can use it to kind of fund yeah. your 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 next business venture and that's exactly what we did yeah so you think yeah. he got boned the price he gave like now no 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 so i would actually say it was it was a pretty legitimate price i think the way the deal was done it was a very high risk, high reward type yeah. of situation. Mm -hmm. And I, I won't, again, I won't disclose the number, but I will say this. And this, uh, like, legitimate, like, off camera, I'll even, I could even show you the contract. The way the contract was written up, we had, we had a very large lump sum deposit, which was mm -hmm. half the cost. Mm -hmm. And then two years of a very large payment, like five figures payment wow. every month. Mm -hmm. And if we missed two back to back payments, the company went back to him. No way. Yeah. Wow. And we actually that was only for two years though? Yeah, but and we actually we actually paid it all off in a year and a half. We actually Damn. Yeah. So it it was kind of one of those situations where um yeah, if we would have if we would have like really made a big mistake, like not only would we have lost all that money that those payments were going to, yeah, we would have lost that whole lump sum. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been bad. It would have been like, so was been that... like really bad. And I but again, for the record I don't condone this. Okay, mm -hmm. there's much better ways to do deals. I was 24 at the time, so I was, you know, again, we're talking about six years ago, um, much younger, and you know, not as well versed in doing like this type of things. Most most of the time, if you're going to buy a business or even start your business, it doesn't go this way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like m most of the time, it's a lot more clean cut, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. Was kind of nerve. What was the stress levels at that time? Um, so like how stressed okay. were you when you were like, fuck, I have this payment coming up and like, I haven't sold shit. No, no. So luckily, luckily that, that, that would never, that would never phase me like that. But I will say this for the next two weeks after I signed mm -hmm. that contract, I was like puking in the shower, like every morning, like hundred percent, like really dude, hundred percent. Like I, I was like so nervous. I was just like. Like you're literally throwing up because I mean imagine like and, and even to like this day, mm. once you own a business, if it's if it's just like you, whatever. Yeah. Okay. If if you're honestly that stressed out because you're running your own business, not not trying to be a dick, but you're kind of a puss. Mm. Okay. Oh, 100 percent Okay, but, but but I tell people that all the time. You gotta understand, when we actually purchased the business, I had my closest friend from high school move mm. out from California. Scott to this day. He, he can attest to this. We were on the phone with the previous owner. He's like, I'm not going to sell you the company. And mm -hmm. we're like, oh, shit. Ah, wait, what? I was like, I have people involved. Like, I have people invested to yeah. be here. They, they, they've changed their lives. So when, when you have friends or family or just any, any type of employee, whether it be one or 100, you're always, you're always waking up nervous every day. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like having to have that speech. Um, like so, say so, say tomorrow I'd be like, you know, give a speech to thirty thousand people, mm -hmm. and you have to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Like you're gonna have like a pit in the bottom of your stomach. You kind of have that pit mm -hmm. almost every day. Yeah. You know, for like for the most part, because yeah. you don't 
you don't ever want to fail because if you fail for yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you fail for them, yeah, that's a whole other situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, De- did, definitely nervous. So so how did you overcome that? I guess it's more of like a like a self belief thing because now obviously you're not that you're not that way anymore. Um, still, you so, probably are on some probably to, when you to went some to, to some to some level again. You'll always be like that. Yeah. Because you don't know what's guaranteed tomorrow, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we went through COVID. Um, that was, I'll be honest, man, for business, that was like, that was one of the worst things that anybody who owns yeah. a business could have ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, to be honest, if you get through that, if you kind of get through that little gauntlet, mm-hmm. then you can kind of get through about damn near anything because, you know, our sales just plummeted. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking like, if you were like, uh, I, I'll throw out like a random number, right? If you're doing like, like say a hundred thousand a month, mm-hmm. right, in sales, like it, it pretty much dropped down to like maybe five thousand. Wow, that would like that's how a lot of people like were during wow. COVID. Like, like your business is just completely just stopped, and wow. that's not cool because like you're still having to pay employees, you're still having to pay rent, you're still having to like buy stuff, yeah. And whether that be like for yourself or for the business, like. You're like, what just happened? So the whole world got turned upside down with stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, just just understand, that, like, just because you own a business, and even if you're doing well, and even if you have, you know, tons of money saved up at any point in time, I mean, dude, that crushed our savings. Like mm-hmm. that literally, like we we went from having like money in the bank to being like, whoa, yeah, like whoa. Mm-hmm. So you have to adapt, and you always have to be ready to make some some scary decisions, seriously, because yeah. like, and that's just that's just business. Like, mm-hmm. but that's the risk you take when you work for yourself um and to be honest like that's that's the biggest thing about owning something is you're not guaranteed so say so say you own a business 100% you're not guaranteed 100% of the profits yeah you're actually guaranteed 100% of the stress yeah that's okay. it like that's it like yeah. I'll, I'll be honest like if you want to if you want to talk about guarantees i guarantee <laughs> yeah. you will be stressed i guarantee yeah. so if you can't handle stress if you can't handle that type of that, that type of like anxiety then it, maybe owning a business is just not for you. The, yeah. like, there are leaders and there are followers, and mm-hmm. we, you need both. Yeah. That's it. That's also something I wanted to dive into real quick is knowing who you are. So, like, either an entrepreneur or maybe an entrepreneur of a company. Like, I would say, like, for me and Tino for Eclipse, we're more of, like, entrepreneurs in a way. What's What would be the difference? So, like, an employee is, like, you go to work, you have tasks, you do it, but an entrepreneur is, like, you still – work for them but you also like give ideas you give insights oh things, okay you're okay, creative okay. stuff like that yeah um so, but like you're still given like a salary but you just give out more ideas you still have like that entrepreneurship mind but you still have a salary attached to that company. got it got it does that make sense yeah. yeah so growing up i know like both of my parents like 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 my father is a dentist and he owns his own practice literally owns everything about his practice the, like the the land the building everything doesn't rent anything um, and my mother growing up, like would always be doing kind of like these, not like side hustles, if you will, but like business opportunities to do mm-hmm. sales and make money. So growing up, both my parents were, were very business mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you see that the, the way it worked for me was I, I kind of early on knew like either a, I wanted to own something or I wanted to make a lot of money because my first ever job was landscaping. Mm-hmm. So during college, or I guess not during the college semester, but during like the summer and winter breaks, I was landscaping. And dude, you're working 40 hours a week yeah. in, in the elements. And for the record, 
my older brother was working concrete, which was way, yeah, way harder than what yeah. I was doing. He was actually making more money, but I, it was way more taxing. Mm. Like having to get up out of bed at like five in the morning. I had to be at work by eight. So like that's really not that bad. Yeah. Um, and I'd be looking at my paycheck, and I remember like one day, one of the guys was like, "Man, like." I just saw like on YouTube like like these like these two uh, it's like a couple they like go dumpster dive in targets and they like grab like appliances and like they resell them and they're making like thirty grand. I was like, I was like, dude, that's like not that much money. Mm. And he's like, dude, that's more than what I make. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait what? Mm. I was like, you're a grown ass adult. You're like, yeah. you're like thirty five years old. Yeah. What the hell? Like, I I used to work with guys that like because they had kids, they didn't even have enough money to go out on a date. Yeah. And I would literally, like, every now and then, like, like, like guys that I knew that I worked with, I would literally give them cash to yeah. be like, dude, like, man, like, go go do that. Because, yeah. like, I was a kid at the time. I was like, I didn't, do I, did I need the money? Yes. But at the same time, like, it it was a lot cooler to see someone be able to do something because they, like, I knew it would, like, benefit them mm-hmm. and, like, better their lives more than it would me. Mm-hmm. At that, I, I would probably just go spend it on something stupid, mm-hmm. like an Xbox or something. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm like, that's just... That's just like consumerism right there. And so yeah. for me, like what happened was seeing seeing that and being like, dang, dude, like guys are working their asses off and not making any money. I was like, I, I knew very early on, I, I will not do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I refused to work in the food industry um, because I didn't want to know how the sausage was made because I knew that it just, it wasn't going to fulfill my dreams as far as like getting to the next level. It's mm-hmm. all like, to me, it was always about like, what are the stepping stones to get there? Yeah. Okay. Don't 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 think about trying to make these giant leaps yeah, and just like exactly. whoa, instant success, make a lot of money overnight. Like that doesn't happen. Like, yeah. y- trust me. Yeah. The only way you make a lot of money overnight is when you have a lot of money already, yeah. uh-huh. and you already have things in place to do that. Yeah. It doesn't work that way, and mm-hmm. so it's like I, I was always trying to figure out like the baby steps. So I I, I will say I always kind of had a an entrepreneurship type of style. Um, I took a class in high school. Um, I believe actually me and Scott did uh, with like one of the coolest teachers of all times that basically taught you business, setting up LLC, setting up like. Wait, no way! They yeah, actually yeah, taught yeah, you that? Yeah, yeah. So we actually. So, wow, that's so, incredible, dude. My my entrepreneurship class I took in college. They didn't teach a shit. They no, and, us- and yeah, and this was like in high school. Wow. So oh, that wasn't in college. No, no, like, like, like this was in high school. So I was wow, that's like incredible. So our high school man, like I remember, like doing things like woodworking. So like mm-hmm. building furniture and being like, man, I could do this for a living or doing this entrepreneurship class. And we even had a, um, uh, wait, what was it called? I think, yeah. We, so we actually had like a kind of like a graphics communication class. Mm-hmm. So even like in high school, I was printing and selling my own shirts. Wow. It was, it was actually kind of funny because so during, during this class, you had a project where you would design a shirt and you would print a shirt. Wow. And I had like the idea where I was like, wait a second. I started like running the numbers. Yeah. You had to pay very, very little Mm -hmm. for the ink, Mm -hmm. right? It was like a one-time fee. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, you can print as many shirts as you want. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a second, hold up. Yeah. So all these guys, they were selling these shirts for like, it was like 15 or 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, I'm just gonna sell them for six. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna sell them for six bucks. And dude, let me tell you what. You it, sell a fuck ton of it, it, it was actually really funny. It was like this marshmallow getting backed up into a corner mm-hmm. with like, like a, a graham cracker, cracker and a chocolate, chocolate with a torch. Like, being like, I'm, gonna, awesome. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna turn you into a schmore, dude. Yeah. And so, so it, was, it was funny because I sold so many of like, these shirts. It was like, you gotta understand, I was, I was already kind of doing things like sales and trying to make money and like just trying to take advantage of like the system at a very early age. So this was like junior, junior year of high school and then taking entrepreneurship. So it's like, I already, I already kind of knew 
back in high school that I wanted to do something like this. Yeah. And I was already implementing these types of things. So in high school, selling shirts or just selling whatever. And then, you know, in college doing like the parties and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like, if you find yourself doing these types of things, I won't even tell you what I did back when I worked at Cellucor. I didn't, I, I would never ever take anything from the company, but uh, when I would go to different like supplement stores, mm-hmm. they would have like free samples. And, I, mm. and so I'd always grab a whole bunch of free samples. I would put like hundreds of these samples into a drawstring bag and I'd sell the bag for a hundred bucks. Mm. So yeah, because like for a hundred bucks, you could literally get a drawstring bag filled with like 300 samples of protein, pre aminos, mm. and I would put it all together and I would sell these. Mm. And people were getting like a smorgasbord variety pack of like supplements. It was kind of funny because I was like, I was like, probably shouldn't be doing this, but like people were buying them and people were actually being like, Hey, for a hundred bucks, like, they were getting probably like a two month supply of like protein, aminos, pre, and some other like fat burners and shit. So it actually wasn't a bad deal. It was actually like a, for them, it was actually a pretty solid deal. Mm. It, it's kind of messed up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So the reason why I asked that is because right now we're at kind of a time where the internet's really popular, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And the people that are on top right now on the internet are entrepreneurs and they like to show off their lifestyle. So it's almost like a trend right now. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are trying to get into entrepreneurship and they give up basically immediately. And a lot of basically this podcast that me and Ian created, we like to teach you the lessons we've learned throughout our entrepreneurship journey because we don't (laughs) want people to get into entrepreneurship, get Fucked without yeah. knowing they're going to get fucked. Yeah, because the thing is, you're going to get fucked. It's dude, dude you're going to get dude, fucked dude. basically right off the dude, bat. Yeah, it's like that's that's another guarantee. Yeah, so at some point in time, someone or something is going to screw you over. It's yeah. it's the nature of the beast. So, so the the question is is how do you think other people would know if they're actually fit for this lifestyle or not? Like you think it comes down to personality? Think it comes down to or they can handle stress? Think it comes down it's to a company. environment? <laughs> It's a combination of like of like a multitude of things because owning a business and 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 being able to um, be successful in business are, are are two completely different things, right? Um, so there there are people that own businesses, but they pay people large sums of money to run them, right? And so there's uh, that, that that that's a really in depth question, um, even though it might seem kind of like a surface one. I would say it's a combination. In, in short. Um, it's a combination of kind of like a mentality yeah. and like, do you, do you have the capabilities of dealing with stress, knowing, knowing when you're outgunned or outclassed, meaning you need to be able to delegate, you need to have leadership skills, you need to be able to try to predict the future. So it's, it is, it is really hard to take on all of that. And so, yeah, um, it's it's definitely a combination of like mm. all those types of traits. So yeah. and and I would probably say this: you have to always be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, thinking about money, thinking about like thinking about that 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 like that's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. It's 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 not about that. It's about the passion. It's you you need to have the passion for something. And I will say this over and over again: it's the one thing I'll regurgitate a gazillion times over. You need to have the passion first. That's that like rule number one. If you don't have the passion for it, don't do it. Um, I was going to do pers- or, uh, physical therapy. Mm. I thought, man, dude, the money's going to be great. Like, I went to physical therapist before when I was in high school. Guess what? It sucked. Mm. It was, like, super lame. Yeah. So, like, like you, you need to have the passion for it, like, day one, because otherwise you're not 
you're not going to be able to transition that in, into like any type of business or mm-hmm. any type of like scalable entity, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. So the last question is we got some other stuff to do. <laughs> oh, what do we got to do? What time is it? I don't know. What time is it? Oh, 144. Oh yeah. Okay. Last question real quick. If there was one piece of advice you would give to your 18 year old self, what would it be? Oh, dude. Uh, honestly, just stick to it. Mm-hmm. Like, like seriously, because uh, like, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I really like, I really like what I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say stick to it. So if, yeah, don't, don't let someone change you. Mm-hmm. Like in that sense, because I, awesome. I will say there were there were very very few mistakes. Um, that I made in high school, all the mistakes, like most of like the big time mistakes I've made in the last like six years. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were to say, what would you do in the last like 24 eh, or the last six, completely different, yeah. completely different answer. But as far as 18 year old, yeah, dude, stick to it. Cause obviously like you, you have the vision. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, that's going to conclude this episode. I wanted to keep this one shorter. Um, but I think when I come back to Austin next, next month, month, I think, I think we gotta get a leash on here. Talk, Talk a little bit about relationships. relationships. Ooh, that could be good. A lot, a lot of people like to learn about relationships, relationships and you know, I love y'all's marriage. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, that's a big key. I will say a big, a big key to my success. That's also what I want to dive into next month is with her. It is my marriage. Yeah. It's, it's a combination of that. You know, I have, I really have really like you guys, you guys that are working with us, it's, you know, having having really good relationships and and having like a like a solid uh, partner in like a marriage is is very crucial because again, like we said, this is very very stressful, and so mm-hmm. being able to lean on people and being yeah. able to rely on people that's that's huge. Yeah, and it's it's really hard to find good people. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, um, even though there's over a billion people out there, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. Yeah, hundred percent. But we'll dive into that next month because we'll definitely do a second time. But hope you all enjoyed. Make sure to share this with someone. Or just share this to your best friend who needs to hear it because everyone needs help. Thank you. Thank you all for watching. I will catch you all next week on the tripod. Ooh.